Shoes to fill with Carol with that comparison, but anyway, we're good. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you, all of you that are here this morning. Um, and yeah, thank you to Mal. I think when I was standing there and thinking about you know everything that I prepared, and I just felt like we just need to take a moment just to be silent before I start, just to, it's the end of the year, it's been a really long year, tough year for most of us, so it's almost like sitting at the Father's feet and just resting, so if you don't mind, just 30 to 45 seconds, we're just going to sit in silence now.
thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you that you are so amazing. Thank you that we can sit at your feet and just rest when we need it the most. Um, yeah, Father God, I pray for every word that I say this morning that it would come directly from your heart, God. I pray that you'd give us eyes to see what you want us to see this morning and ears to hear what you want us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, when I was thinking about or preparing, some of the things that came out is there's, there's four things that, that I really, really admire about Christmas. Um, and it's not just because of the season that it's in and everybody's happy, usually joyful and those kind of things. But the first thing was that when you think about it, we have a humble king who was born in a manger. And when I was, when I was praying and thinking, but like, why, why would God do such a thing? And it was almost like he was born in a manger because he wasn't addicted to thrones. He could have come in this blaze of glory and said, this is my son and lights and everything. But he's, he came as a humble king. Also, if you remember in the story, Jesus as a child was not welcomed. Herod wanted to kill him. People were like, who's this child? Who's this baby? Who's the savior? And if you think about it, it's because heaven proclaims that it stands with the stranger and the outcast. And when you think about Christmas and, and the thing about giving, sometimes it's like, that's what Christmas is about. It's about sharing with those that maybe don't have or those that are, are, are outcasts. The third thing was God in the flesh. So I think Pastor Carol mentioned it one of the Sundays. It's about just... God coming as a, as, a, as a human being, divinity and humanity combined in one. How amazing is that? And the last thing was our Lord Jesus, our God as a baby. Because being vulnerable is holiness. And if you were here on Friday, I know Pastor Carol mentioned about vulnerability. And... That's why, that's why I feel like this morning, I'm sort of like, I want to be vulnerable with everybody because that's why I am. Um, but it doesn't feel, it didn't feel Christmassy to me at all this year. Like just, it's almost, it's almost like it just popped up. Maybe it was like that for most of you. But it didn't feel Christmassy. Um, last, not last week, Thursday, the Thursday before. So yeah, about a, w yeah, about a week and a half ago, uh, we lost a very close family friend. COVID-19, young, he was just about 41 or 42, close family friend, shock to most people, most people that know him, he was quite a shock. And, you know, he's got two young kids, and we're thinking like, wow, you know. And so that just made it not feel Christmassy at all anymore <laughs> to me, um, because it's been a hard year, there's sadness, there's sorrow, it's just been tough. It's been really difficult, yet I still believe Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. And not just, like I said, not just because of gifts and being with family or friends or all of that thing, but just because of what Christmas represents, what the season represents. The greatest gift giver 
the only hope for eternal life. That's what God gave us, hope. So even though it's been a tough year, there's hope. There's hope. And all through this morning, we've been speaking about hope, hope in Christ, hope for the next year. And we don't know what 2021 is going to hold. But quite honestly and quite frankly, after this year, I'm really not worried. (laughs) I'm really not worried because God has my back. And he's had our backs throughout this whole year. So this morning, if you're taking notes, if you're listening in, I'm going to speak about receiving in faith. I'm going to explain that a little bit. Because it might, sound, it, it might sound like something to you, but it also might not sound like something to you. It might sound different to you. But I'm gonna, I'm, the, the, the scripture I'm going to start with is Matthew 21 verse 22, which says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. If you have faith. Now, the first point is, 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 so basically what it's saying is, when you believe and have faith, and you ask in faith, you will receive. Now, here's the thing. As Christians, we're very good at believing. But how good are we at receiving? Especially receiving in faith. Now, I'm going to expand on that. So, this year, um, so for, for ever since we moved to, to, to Johannesburg, and I think even before that, uh, Ilz and I have been planning on buying a car, another car, just because of the way things, Ilz are much bigger than Petran, so like, you sometimes need two cars to get around if you both have to be in different places. Um, and then it just never happened, you know, things just didn't work out, or we kind of thought, now nah, there's something more important that we needed, and those kind of things, um, and it just never happened. And then middle of last, then 2019, we thought, okay, it's going to happen. Then middle of 2019, I was retrenched, and I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen because there's other things that we need to, to worry about. Came into 2020, and we thought, okay, fine, let's make it happen this year. And then two months into the year, two and a half months into the year, COVID happened. And uh, so we all know what happened with that. Finances went low, those kind of things. We're like, okay, it's not going to happen this year. Let's just forget about it. Let's stop dreaming about it. Let's stop asking about it. Let's just leave it, and we'll see what happens. Um, so obviously, as the year went along, we, we just didn't think about it. Things happened. Um, and then it came to around about late November, and we were talking. We're like, you know what? Why not? Why not? But then we thought, okay, let's really start planning so that by the end of the first quarter, 2021, we'll be able to to buy this car. So let's start thinking about financially, putting money aside, those kind of things. And then I had this weird thought. I I don't think it is a weird thought. I honestly believe it came from God because sometimes weird thoughts do come from him. And um, I just said to Ilza, I believe we will have a new car by Christmas. And uh, I don't know how it came about. I don't know (laughs) where it came about, but that's the thought. And she was like, really? She was like, yes. She was like, how? I said, I don't know. Um, But it's going to happen. And um, so early December, we started looking and seeing what we wanted. We found something that fits exactly into our needs and what we need as a family. And we thought, hey, let's just inquire and, you know, things happen. We did inquire. 
And guy phoned me back about two minutes later to say, hey, the car is here. Send me everything. Send me everything that I needed to send. Send him everything. And then nothing happened for a few days. Now, normally it takes about 24 to 48 hours before you hear something. And it took longer than that. So we're like, okay, well, then maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe you don't qualify the way things happened this year. You know, Ilza hasn't had a salary for about six to eight months. So they couldn't really look at that. Uh, my salary literally just covers everything that we need and there's not much left over, at least not enough to buy a car. Anyway, four days later, we get the call to say everything's approved. Go pick it up. And then a few days later, I find out that they only used my salary. Now, if you think about it, it doesn't make sense because I did the numbers and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. How did they say yes? But I'm not arguing. I'm not complaining. Um, and on top of that, we got more than we asked for because there's a whole bunch of extras that we didn't pay for. Um, and we're just like, oh, well. and we got an extra two years on a service. It was a three years on a service plan that we didn't pay for. So it's just like God is in the business of giving if we will be open to receiving in faith. And so now I just ask for anything because I'm like, <laughs> if God's going to give it to me, if God wants to give it to me, he's going to give it to me, right? Because the truth is a gift is given. It's a gift. If someone gives you a gift, it's given to you, all right? It's not a prize that you have to earn. It's not a prize that you need to challenge for or fight for. It's not a wage or a reward. It's a gift. It's like it's free. It's given to you as the receiver to do as you wish with it. Um, and the truth is, once it's given, it belongs to you. Right? So, imagine this. Imagine this, this. If there were any presents or gifts under your Christmas tree on Friday, you get it, um, and it has your name on, on it. So, obviously, everything that has your name on obviously means it belongs to you, right? Um, it's a beautifully, beautifully wrapped package and everything. I imagine if you're given this gift, whoever it's from, your spouse, your children, your friend, whoever it's from, and then you get given this gift and you look at this beautifully wrapped gift and then you put it on your arm and you walk away. But you don't open it. And every once in a while, you just stop and look at how beautifully wrapped it is. And you just put it aside. I'm sure people would think you're a bit crazy, right? Because they'd be like, well, this gift is yours. Like, open it. It's given freely to you. Now, the truth is, the value of a gift, if we don't understand the value of the gift and its usefulness, the value is only useful when the receiver receives it. Because I can give you this most amazing gift and wrap it up to you and give it to James, but if James doesn't open it, that gift is useless. Because he hasn't used it. And I only truly benefit from a gift when I claim it as mine. The question is, do we know the gift that we have in God? Do we know? Do we live like we own it? Do we live like we own this life that God has given us? Or do we just carry around prickly wrapped packages, 
and keep them to ourselves, but don't open the gift and don't use it. James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. How amazing is that? He does not change. So the Bible is clear. God has given us so much. And here's the thing, freely. He's given it to us freely. The, the point is, have we actually received, have we actually claimed, do we, have we actually owned this gift that he has given to us freely? So when he gives us things that look impossible, do we stay silent about it? When God does something impossible for me, I want to tell as many people as possible. Because I'm like, this is what my God did, right? This is what he did. But how often as Christians does God give us something special and we keep quiet about it? We know that this gift is amazing, but we don't open it up and truly use it. The next point I want to jump onto is how do we receive? Like I mentioned earlier, faith is an acknowledgement of all that God is. All that he is. It's agreeing fully with who he is. It's agreeing fully with his truth. It's agreeing fully that what he says he will do, he will do. The truth is that he is good, he is kind, he is loving, he wants what's best for us, and also wants every single person on this planet to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what he wants. So that we can all fully benefit from the blessing that is him. Because that's what it's about, so that we can all fully benefit from that blessing. And we receive his goodness when we believe that he is good. And we live like that is true in every single area of our lives. Not in certain areas, not just when, well, things are going okay and life is great, I'm happy. But when things are not going okay, then we're like, it can't really be God. God can't really be in this when things are not okay. But let's look at 2020. Right? Just, just, just think back a couple of months. All right? Things didn't look great, but God was still in it. And like I said, I'm going to be vulnerable with, with you guys this morning. So throughout this year, some of you may know that I'm on ministry partnership, and it's been a tough year to raise partnership. Yeah. Financially, it's been a really tough year. People have, have held on to what they needed to hold on to, and, and rightfully so, right? Rightfully so. Um, and so throughout the year, it was back and forth, and I started to question whether this is really what I should be doing. Like, God, is this truly what you've called me to, or did I just think it was a great idea? Because I love you, but I just, you know... Or did you really say, 
this is what I need, this is what I want you to be doing. And it went on for a while, went on for a while. Probably about two to three months, oh, where are we now, December. So probably around October, end of September, October, I, I sat down and I, was, I said to him, you know what, Lord, if this is what you want me to be doing, you are going to give me partners without me having to ask or look. A week later, half percent at night, someone calls me and says, I want to partner with you. I don't know if you're in ministry partnership or not. I just feel God telling me I want to partner with you. Three weeks later, another one. And a week, I think two weeks after that, another one. And I was like, oh, well, I guess it's true. You know? It must be true. And so, and that's the thing. It was in every area of my life. I was searching and receiving in faith. And I was like, God, if this is what you want for me, then you're going to make it happen. And even sometimes you'll be like, "Mm." you know, it's like, well, God said it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. You know, and she'll always say, well, if you believe it, we'll believe together. And that's the thing. Sometimes the faith that you have can make such a difference in someone else's life when they see it. So when when God gives that gift to you, you can't just keep it wrapped. And I can only give what is mine to give. Right? If there's another gift under the, the Christmas tree and it doesn't have my name on, I can't claim it as mine, and I can't give it to someone else and say, hey, here's a gift from me to you, when it's not. I can only give what I have actually received. So if God has given you something, and you've claimed it as yours, and you've received it, then you can give it. And if you have not received it, you cannot give it. I know throughout the year, and we we often say, um, as I freely receive, I freely give. And sometimes when you're in ministry, we often say, sometimes you need to just sit at God's feet and let him fill you up so you can give. You can't give when you're empty. You can't expect your car to take you somewhere if you're not going to fill it up. Maybe God can do anything, but I'm just saying it's not advisable. <laughs> you might not get where you're going. All right. Acts 3 verse 6. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Peter gave that man what he had to give. Right. In this case, it was healing. He didn't worry about what he didn't have. He didn't worry about, he didn't focus on anything else. He just focused on what he knew he needed to freely give. And that was, what he knew was just healing. So the point that that I'm I'm trying to make here is, God gave Peter something, and Peter knew that all he needed to do was freely give. He needed to freely give what God had already given him. But, like I said in the beginning, the point I'm trying to make is, when we receive, 
in faith and we truly understand what God has given us, we will then be a lot more comfortable and a lot more easier for us to just give freely because we know we have received it freely. Because sometimes if you've worked hard for something, it's not always that easy to give it away. If you've truly put in a lot of effort in your life for something and you hold it dear to yourself, and someone says, oh, well, just give it away. You know, sometimes God tells you, ah, just give, give it away. And you're like, you know what? I really worked hard for this. I really worked hard for this, God. And you, I've debated with God before on certain things. I'm like, God, but I, I, I worked hard for this. Now you want me to give it away. Like, how does that work? Um, but because God gave us freely and we've received it freely in faith, it's easier for us to give away. And if we believe he has given it to us, then let us receive it in its fullness and freely give it away in his name. In his name. Because we freely acknowledge that he has given it to us. And I'm going to close just with this quick story. Um, just, I need to just find it quickly in my notes before I get lost again. It was just about giving. And like I said, if we believe that he has given us freely, we will be so comfortable giving it away. Um, because at the end of the day, if we think about the sacrifice that God made for us, he sent his son, he freely gave his son to us, who is the hope of the world. And what you'll see on the, on, on the next slide, Teddy, if you want to go there. God looks at each one of us and he sees clearly what he has given us. What he has placed in us that is valuable and needed and will be a blessing to the world around us. So what he has given us is needed to be a blessing to the world around us. We shouldn't be holding on to this. And as we enter 2021... I know for certain, if there's one thing that we can rely on, it's God being God. God being good. God being who He is. And I often pray this sometimes when I'm just saying, God, just be yourself. Just be yourself in our lives. And as we enter this next year, are you ready to receive freely in faith and give freely in faith? I'm just going to pray and then Pastor Teddy, you can come up. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you've freely given us a gift we didn't have to work for, we don't have to struggle for, we don't have to hustle for, we don't have to strive for, but you've given it to us freely. Father, I pray that we would truly learn to receive. And I also pray that when we ask things in faith, I pray that we would be open to believe and trust that you would truly give. And that when we receive it, 
we would be willing to give it on to someone else and make a difference in this world. So thank you that you sent your son and thank you that we have this gift that is eternally within us and I pray that we would share that light and hope to the rest of the world. so many of you have been believing for things of late that this year you've been sweating and bleeding and praying and I hope that this sermon spoke to you, that God has heard your prayers and that there is an answer either already with you or on its way because I feel like God wants you to know that that the impossible prayers that you have prayed, he heard and he will do